Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by DJ McComas. DJ is previewing the grand opening of his gym, which is this Saturday, October 7th, from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. That is Disrupt Fitness. Instagram is Disrupt Fitness underscore KY, located at 1010 Clarks Lane, Louisville, Kentucky, 40217. I really appreciate DJ coming on the show today. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by DJ McComas. DJ, how are you today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Doing very well. Really appreciate you coming on. Um, Tell the listeners of the Kelly Patrick Show about yourself. Where are you from? What brought you to, I guess, being a, a fitness, um, I don't want to say hobbyist even. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, I'm originally from northern Kentucky, Covington. Okay. Um, right across the river from Cincinnati. Um, grew up there. Uh, skateboarding was really kind of my first physical endeavor and love. Okay. Which led me into uh, punk rock, hardcore scene. So all of that kind of molded the person I became. Okay, how, how old are you? I'm 44 as of like five days ago. Okay, <laughs> happy belated birthday. Thank you. Okay, and you have a, I know there's a lot to you, everybody, you know, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you have a gym. 
Uh, yeah, getting ready to open. Um, grand opening is October 7th, which is next Saturday. Okay. What's um, the location? It's at 1010 Clark's Lane. It's the rear unit where we're actually right behind um, Triumph Combat. Okay. So it's just a small... What's the zip code there? That would be... 40217. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, it's a um, just a small like old garage and what kind of gym is it it will be group strength and conditioning classes so i would say crossfit adjacent <laughs> in that okay. sense um it will be like hour-long classes uh, we will be utilizing barbells but also heavily kettlebells and maces um i came into um, training with maces about three years ago okay i'm um, through wolf brigade gym up in rochester new york um, they had like a remote training option. I did that for, like I said, two years or so. I also went up to their, um, they have a yearly kind of summit event type deal where they kind of really go into detail about all their training modalities and things like that. And I started training powerlifting back in 2009. So I've got a pretty long history of being into strength and conditioning it's just when I found Wolf Brigade and they introduced the maces in training with maces and kettlebells heavily on top of the barbell, um, really translated to just overall athletic improvements okay. that I had never seen before. So who would your target uh, clientele be for your gym? Is it, because you know there's a lot of different ways to do it. You can target, yeah. you know, women's fitness or you can do uh, competitive, you said CrossFit, you can get people yeah. who are going to compete in CrossFit, things like that. What's the, the image? What's the target market for your gym? The target market for the gym, see, that's the thing. I think this type of training is great for everybody. <laughs> I know that not everybody would necessarily enjoy it, but I think it could benefit everybody because my approach is not as much weight on the bar or in your hand all the time. I'm more worried about finding good movement patterns mm, using okay. the gym. Not screwing your back up. Well, yeah, using the gym to build you up so that you are better than the world, be that your athletic endeavors, whatever it may be, just dealing with anything that may came up during the day in your life. Um, if you like to hike, anything like that, just the goal is to help people move better and build and insulate their bodies for whatever endeavors they take on. Um, I really kind of started training this way after starting training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because I could not quite figure out the balance of what I was doing in the gym, strength and conditioning-wise, with Jiu-Jitsu. I just mm. constantly felt beat up. Mm. And so a lot of the approach that I had learned from Wolf Brigade was definitely, you know, keeping the weight sub-maximal because – if you're participating in another sport, it doesn't matter what your one rep max squat is. Mm, okay. Because if that isn't what you're doing on competition day, There's why no focus on no that? no real value in saying I squatted X amount. <laughs> yeah, I squatted my best PR ever. Like, okay, that's it's great. And if that's relevant to your sport, like powerlifting. That is your hobby. Yeah. Okay. But if you're wanting to use the gym, especially for like if we look at martial artists, they have strength and conditioning. But their goal isn't to be the best at the strength and conditioning. Their goal is to be the best at their given sport. Okay, so you guys are, are close to Triumph. We're right behind it. Right behind Any Literally. connection with Triumph? I, I've talked to one of the guys once or twice. That's okay. it. So just I don't... I don't, I don't right there. Yeah, yeah. It just happened to be the space I found that I thought would be... It was really affordable. It's in a good centrally located area in town. Okay. That's kind of central Louisville, that area in general, if you're looking at the city as a whole. 
Um, so, and the landlord was willing to do some updates to it, so that way it kind of got it a little bit closer to what I wanted it to be. And um, we're going to finish setting it all up probably today, clean okay. and have it set up. Um, and then it's just getting all the software stuff ready for this coming weekend, so if people want to sign up, et cetera. Um, Dr. David from Lynchpin Performance is going to be there doing some um, free dry needling demos for people and stuff. Okay. So I'm um, pretty excited because there's not really anybody else in this city <clears throat> excuse me, that's doing MACE training all the time in their mm. programming. And there are, you know, CrossFit gyms and stuff that use kettlebells, but it's not necessarily heavily involved in the training. Not heavily, not meaning the weight, but just you do it often. Okay. What <clears throat> other type of work have you done? Uh, like for is this for career? Correct. Yes. Um, I, 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 because yeah, this yeah. is quite a venture you're undertaking to open next, have the grand opening. Yeah. Will this be your full time gig? No, this will be something I'll be doing before and after work. Okay. At, at first, obviously, because I can't just sure. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> rearrange maybe, our, maybe, our lives. Maybe, maybe one day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've been at um, Charter Communications, aka Spectrum. Um, for 21 years as oh, of wow. two days ago. Okay. Um, so I've been there a long time. That's where I met my wife, Karen. Um, so my luckily I have a really good boss that's, you know, let me be flexible with my schedule um, so that way I can do, you work be able to home? work around. No, we do not work from home. So you've done all sorts of things for Spectrum, I assume. Yes, I started on the phones, various roles. I'm currently a forecast analyst, so it's data analytics which okay. kind of translates over to being a coach or trainer because you're kind of analyzing all the time people's movement patterns, things like that. So. Okay. Do you have any? You have existing um, customers or, or members? I have a handful of people that I know are, are waiting to join. They actually helped us move in yesterday. Okay. <laughs> so. So at least a core group. Yeah, yeah. There's at least a small core group. Um, I'm trying to keep it fairly reasonable priced. Um, I don't want to make it unattainable for some by charging too much at first, especially. Um, but I also don't want to devalue myself either. So I'm trying to find that balance in my head that makes sense. Um, I'm going to be offering month to month and six month contract options for, you know, a, a single person, a couple, and then a family rate. Try to kind of give various options. Um, hopefully one day, once I'm able to relieve myself of my corporate job, then I would also look into more personal training and stuff like that. Have you always known, you've been at Spectrum for 21 years, have you always known you wanted to get a side hustle going and that you wanted to eventually shift from the corporate world into your side hustle as your primary gig? I would say at least the last five years, I've had that in my head. And then it was really about two and a, two and a half, three years ago um, when I went up to Wolf Brigade's Convergence event and experienced that in person and it was just like one of those instances where it's like okay this is this is what I want to do um, I want to try to build something that's different than what we have in the city um, like I would like to expand definitely to the martial artist because I found training this way helped me not be destroyed <laughs> with my own training you know at 44 <clears throat> so if I now that I've kind of got that figured out, if, you know, a middle-aged person, so to speak, can train that way and train jujitsu, then I have no doubt that younger people will be able to handle 
the programming and you know it's always going to be a scale to your ability thing in the training classes um, because like I said <clears throat> the weight on the bar isn't necessarily the goal the goal is to improve your movement and build up as your movement is catching up with you and you think that's contrary or that's different from like what most CrossFit gyms <laughs> emphasize um it's well a lot of CrossFit gyms I know have like a PR board and stuff like that and I know a lot of the communities there um they really push for that. And then that makes sense, especially because if you're going to go into those sports, you know, you're going to need to hit bigger numbers here and there, kind of like powerlifting where your sole goal was to move the most weight on a bar, you okay. know? So um, I think that's one thing that'll be different is that it's great if you get PRs, but they don't necessarily have to be, Oh, I hit a new one rep max on my squat. It's, Oh, I did this weight that I've only been doing for singles on Turkish get-ups, but I was able to get doubles for it for a set or two sets. Sure. Um, you know, and that's, you know, something like a Turkish get-up is going to work tons of stabilizing muscles, core muscles. You have to use your whole body and move through various planes of motion at the same time. <clears throat> so that type of movement with weight, you know, over time is going to help you move in general better in normal positions. Okay. Um, do you know what type of hours your gym will have? Um, yes. Uh, starting out Monday through Friday, we'll be open um, at 6 a.m. for a class, and then 7 to 8 will be like a open gym, just because I'll have to get to work, so I, I don't necessarily want to have a class running right before work. And then after work, Monday through Friday, 5.30 and 6.30 p.m. classes. Mm. And then Saturday mornings, I'm planning a 10 a.m. class, and that's kind of the initial schedule roll out until I see, you know, if it ramps up and I get a bunch of more members than I expected up front, that just may accelerate me leaving my real job to accommodate what I need at the gym. Are you going to be the only instructor, at least at the beginning? Yes, it's, it's going to be me, period. <laughs> so I'm not going to have sick time. I'm not going to have vacation time because if I'm gone, the gym's not open. Okay. So that's definitely <laughs> going to be tricky to deal with. Is there a game plan at some point? Yeah, the to plan. Have other, other instructors? Is there anyone in mind? Uh, I don't necessarily have anyone in mind because I need, because of the May stuff, like I need to find somebody. You're not messing around that. with just saying, oh, yeah, teach a Mace class. No. You're not going to no, just casually no, hand out that assignment. You take a little more pride in what you do than that. Yeah, because originally um, I thought I was going to do a self-defense aspect, um, but I've kind of pulled that away because I want to focus solely on the strength and conditioning because mm. I've been just delving into it more and more, especially as I'm going to start a business. And I just feel like even after 14 years, um, it's kind of like, okay, I've been doing it for a while, but I feel like at some levels, I'm maybe scratching the surface at this point. Mm. You'll hear black belts say that when they get their black belt. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, and not saying that I'm a black belt in this world, but at the same time, after I do have... After 14 years of doing it pretty... You've got a lo long history there. Um, so I still feel like there's so much more I can do here. So I'm going to just focus on that because... That's what I feel I need to do. <laughs> now, what you touched on there was you said you considered doing some self-defense type aspect at your gym, maybe a little self-defense type classes on occasion. Who knows, maybe some striking uh, or jujitsu or something. Or My plan wouldn't be occasional. It would be, that's why it's, that's another reason why it's like I would need more staff to really be able to do it too so I could free up my time to focus on that as well. But um, over the last five years, I got into more of the 
self-defense world, you know, I concealed carry, that type stuff. Um, about the time, like right before I went up to Convergence, I had actually taken this course from Shivworks. Um, it's called the ECQC course. It was Extreme Close Quarters Combat. Um, and it's taking, you know, if you have an altercation and there are weapons involved, how that changes pretty much everything. Um, and that, that course really broke my brain a little bit. Like the first night, went back to the hotel room and I just barely could even sleep because my brain didn't stop running. Um, so that, that weapons-based stuff, um, you know, that really, especially because I do jujitsu, it really showed me, oh, so yeah, to really be ready for some very bad situations, one thing is definitely not enough. <clears throat> but like I said, I also know that <clears throat> there's a lot to it, so I would rather back off that, do that on my own time for probably another <laughs> three to five years. So I would have about 10 years in that that space before I ever really considered actively offering anything. There are a couple groups out there like um, Fit to Fight, which is in, oh, I can't remember if it's North or South Carolina, but I know they have a lot of certification processes and things like that, and they, they've been doing it for probably 15 years at least or so. Um, so that's that's something that may be eventually coming down the road, but my real focus is on the strength and conditioning stuff just because I've seen how it benefits me in other ways. I had started, I guess it was about three years ago, picked up a skateboard again at 41. It's like, all right, let's get back to you know my first physical endeavor in love. Um, and I had been training for about a year, year and a half with Wolf Brigade at that time with maces, kettlebells, more. And within a couple of months, I was doing tricks that I had never done before. Mm. So that just further cemented that training that way translates to athleticism. So after having that experience too, I was just like, all right, <laughs> this, is, this is definitely one of the best ways I've ever seen to improve yourself physically as far as capability. And that could probably apply to most any, any sport that could yeah. benefit from balance and strength and, and stabilizing muscles. And yeah. Like, and just like, the basis of... Exactly. Physicality. Like a lot of sh traditional strength training, you're, you know, not working any of the rotational or transverse mm, planes. Okay, yeah. And that's where the mace comes in. It really causes you to work the transverse and rotational planes. Um, at first, it's definitely more of a mobility-type timing tool. Um, you start out light. I didn't touch anything over 15 pounds with a mace for over six months. And that's after I'd been training over a decade already, you know, so... During that decade, did you, you use some heavier weights, though? Yeah, I originally started... And then, and then when you started doing the wolf grid thing, you backed off the weight. The weight backed off. It was more about movement, you know, bracing extremely hard, being focused. Um, I had been doing some mason kettlebell classes at 10th Planet since January. Um, and one of the things I noticed, because we're in there on the MMA mats or whatever, and you, a lot of people, you're just barefoot because no shoes on the mat, um, you know, just watching people without shoes on squat. It was amazing how many people's feet just are there. Like, as they go to squat, their arches would collapse, and then their knees would come in. Mm. So I was like, all right, let's make sure we're taking our toes and kind of actively driving them and gripping into the floor. Then when they started to squat, their arches didn't go flat, and their knees tracked directly center line over their feet. Maybe they couldn't do as many squats with that but, technique. But they did them better in a better pattern you know there is no 
exact pattern. Like some people will say, you should squat this way or that way. I don't think there is a quote unquote exact right way because I think each person, well, it's not, I think each person, each person's body is different. We're not exactly a hundred percent the same. Um, But my goal for like a squat example is to squat, let your knees travel forward because it's not going to destroy anything. You know, let them travel forward. I like to think of it as center line over your foot. So your knees will go straight down the middle of your feet as you're squatting down and just try to keep your torso as upright as you possibly can. Because some people can squat very upright. Some people lean a little bit more and that depends on so many things. So that's, I think that's people get so caught into this is the only way to do things. And I don't think that's necessarily true. Do you think your gym will have fewer injuries than like a CrossFit gym? Um, I would hope it would have fewer injuries than any gym that has to push higher numbers for their respective sport. Because mm. powerlifting, when you're trying to max out, it happens. <laughs> you know, um, I remember one time, it wasn't even powerlifting, it was when I got into Olympic weightlifting after about five years of powerlifting. I did a little bit of CrossFit transition to Olympic weightlifting. I still have my level two USA weightlifting certification. Um, And it was a heavy workout. I was squatting and it was, I think, like 415 on the bar. And I was going for four reps, which was like a PR. And on the last rep, I'm coming up and all of a sudden I felt a pop in my trap. Oh, my God. (laughs) So it wasn't even my legs. It was something in my trap popped on the way up. Because, you know, you're, you're pulling your lats back and down. You've got everything really tight to hold that bar, create a shelf. And something popped in the trap, and I couldn't put a barbell on my back for about a month. <laughs> so, ideally, we shouldn't have things like that happening very often, if at all. Because my goal was never going to be like, put more weight on the bar. Because <clears throat> the approach is definitely going to be scaled to your ability. If there's a given percentage for a lift that day... That's more of a kind of guide of if you're feeling good, this is what you shoot for for your work sets. But if you're working up and you get to about 10, 5% under that, and you're like, I think that's all I got, then you work with that. And obviously I can come watch and see if, if it's moving slow or whatever because I can watch something and it can look totally fine to me, but you can be like, that felt miserable. So there's always, I'm always wanting to interact with the, patrons so that way we are making sure they're safe and not pushing beyond whatever boundary they have that day it doesn't mean you never push it just means you try to do it in a smart way that makes sense not just be like oh i've only got three weeks to this thing i need to hit this number before then type deal at what age should a kid or a human start lifting weights Hmm. i may catch some flack for this but i honestly think Probably at 10 years old, you could start with very light stuff with a single kettlebell and just work on movement patterns. It doesn't have to be anything beyond like a 10-pound kettlebell or something just to help give enough resistance that the person has to kind of like brace and focus on what they're doing. Hmm, Okay. And then over time, they're learning to use that 10-pound kettlebell correctly yes right and then maybe down the road it goes from 10 to 12 pound or exactly exactly it would be a it would be a slow even 
like even myself, like I've I've had some tennis elbow issues the last month or so. So my training is almost halted, which is not ideal. I should have been doing some other things, but I'm also working on trying to get the business together. Sure. So that's kind of made things a little extra sticky lately. Um, but for tennis elbow, the biggest thing I've ever seen was it needs rest. And so now it's it's feeling almost normal. It's a little sore today because we moved an entire gym yesterday. <laughs> so it got some work in there. <laughs> What's the name of the gym? It's going to be Disrupt Fitness. I- Disrupt Fitness. Okay. Yep. yep. Is there a website? Not yet. It's in the process. Okay. <laughs> There's okay. definitely some things that are like, ah, yeah. I did does have a, I do have an Instagram. It's just dips, disrupt fitness underscore KY. Okay. Um, I'm going to also get a Facebook page going. I would like to um, eventually get, once we have like actual members and things like that, my goal would be to either have like a, a member Facebook group or that and some other type of option. I know some people prefer discord or things like that, but I'd like to have a couple options there to where people in the gym can converse, make plans to get together outside of the gym to do things. Um, my wife and I like hiking. We also do some cycling. Um, so I would like to get to a point to where we're having either a weekly or bi-weekly, depending on whether, obviously, meet up on a weekend or something to go do something outside. <clears throat> Really, I just want to find people that are like-minded, that want to improve themselves physically and their mental fortitude, <clears throat> and just build a community that's, I don't know, different. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Um, I feel like um, a lot of gyms talk about community, but I also feel like, in my experience at least, um, a lot of gyms, the only time people talked to me was when I was at the gym. And I want to build something where you, you build some real connections, some real friendships um, outside of the gym as well. That's all. I just really want to build something that hopefully changes some people's lives. Are you still training jujitsu? Yes. Uh, like I said, my training the past month hasn't been much. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to try to get into 10th Planet at least one night this week for my last evening class because the following week the gym opens and I'll be coaching around the time they're having classes and stuff. So then it'll probably be like, I'll try to hit a Saturday class over there just so I can still try to keep getting at least one day in. Sure. Um, and then eventually once I'm able to leave my corporate job, that would probably open up for some opportunities for me to go to a noon class or something like that there. So then that way I could still get a bit more training in on that front because I don't want to abandon that either by any means. So. How involved is your wife going to be in the, in the disrupt the business? <laughs> uh, Originally, we thought a lot more than she is currently because she started a new job a few months ago, and it's uh, got her very busy. So at first, it's probably going to be minimal. It's probably going to be mainly literally just me. I mean, she's helped get the space ready for sure, but I think originally we thought she might be more involved on the back end stuff, maybe even possibly considering some mobility stuff to add to the gym, but... Right now, her new position's got her very busy, so we're kind of just going to play it by ear. Um, there are various things I'm still wanting to develop in. There's a couple of different certifications slash courses um, that get into biomechanics and things like that that I want to delve into more um, in the coming months, year, et cetera. So um, there's definitely going to be more plans to expand offerings over time and, um, you know, 
just getting into the gym, kind of getting the equipment that we have currently and seeing how it shakes out with classes. Um, there are some other things I'd like to add um, to the gym equipment. Um, Titan makes these giant tread balls um, that go anywhere from 20 to like 150 pounds. Um, I think odd objects like that are very good for helping translate to doing things in the real world. Okay. Would you say your gym will be targeted toward helping people who are maybe competing in jujitsu? What about competing in MMA or boxing or kickboxing? Or I mean, all this, yeah, like anybody who has a sport, period, in my brains. Because I played hockey some in high school growing up. Did you? Ice hockey? Yes. Wow. So I know that the mace with all the rotational stuff will obviously translate to slap shots. Going up to hit somebody in the board, you're typically rotating as you twist your sure. shoulder into them. Um, and just in general. Swinging a baseball bat. Yes. Um, Golf club. I think even volleyball. You're swinging your arm. You're mm. going to build your shoulders up mobility and strength-wise with maces and kettlebells. So there's so many things that just those two implements can translate to. What's the worst injury you have ever had? The Honestly, the worst injury I've ever had. I'll call it an injury, but it was knee pain to where I couldn't squat for like probably a month or more. And I was like, I, I don't know. I can't figure it out. So I, I went to a massage therapist who has relocated from this city, unfortunately, but I found a, a new one, which I'll get to shortly. But I was like, I don't know. My knee, anytime I try to squat, it's horrible. It's the worst. And it ended up being my hips were tight. So I started doing like yin yoga, stretching the hips. And as long as I keep that up, I literally don't have any issues anymore. As long as you do yoga. How often do you do yoga? I, we did it last night, finally. It, it had been, we had been doing it every morning, five days a week at home. Wow. Before work. That's before schedule started changing and stuff. But I do, I like the yin yoga, which is more of a restorative. You set in positions for two to five minutes. Mm. So yeah, it's not like a the traditional vinyasa yeah, there's yoga. So many that's a different, workout. Different yeah, types I don't. Of yoga. I don't need yeah. another workout. Sure. You know, between training jujitsu and in the gym, um. So I've we found yoga with Cassandra, who's on YouTube. She has free stuff. Anytime anybody asks me about stretching, I just send them the playlist that I've made. So so how how much time would you recommend someone devote to yoga per day <laughs> if they're looking to get out of yoga? What you're getting out of it? I mean, honestly, a thirty minute session a day is plenty. Okay. It would be. I think if a lot of people dedicated themselves to the recovery side of the house as much as they do the training side of the house, they would feel a lot differently. Okay. Um, that includes sleep. Seven hours at least <laughs> is the goal always. Um, hasn't happened as much recently for me, but that's the goal is to get at least seven hours a day. Obviously, um, your nutrition is important. So staying on top of that, trying not to eat out all the time or just eat um, – less nutrient-dense food. I don't really like the junk food, eat clean type terminology because if you can just use a little bit of self-control and discipline, then you can have the things you still enjoy that aren't necessarily health foods, you know? Um, so again, it's there's never this all this or that with me. I, I tend to be more open-minded in like trying to look at things from various views um, and objectively. Okay. Right now, I weigh about 173. 
okay? Mm -hmm. 2010, I weighed about 210. For me, I was fat. I still exercised, believe it or not, at the time. I did uh, every day. I remember mm -hmm. swimming laps. So I was always active. Yeah. Somehow I just worked in a bank and my schedule, I just got fat. Okay. Yeah. My question is, have you ever gotten real out of shape? All right. So after I started powerlifting. 2008. 2009. Okay. So it, it was probably uh, the peak fatness that's <laughs> for me. I'm, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> what a great question, huh? Okay. So Let's current, hear about that. Current body weight, I'm about 190. I'm probably about 10 pounds over where I want to be. I, my goal is to get my body fat to 15% and keep it there. Um, and the reason I have that goal, it's not a number thing. I have done things like bod pods and re more recently DEXA scans. And my last DEXA scan, I think I was like 17%. But the issue was my visceral fat. That's the fat around your organs. So that was at one point almost double what it should be. So me being who I am and looking at data all the time, I extrapolate, I probably need to be right around somewhere between 175 pounds and 180 pounds and about 15% body fat. And in my calculations, just looking at the data I had from previous ones, that would probably get my visceral fat down. Um, I know there is a lot of more recent evidence on zone two cardio, which is a heart rate zone. Okay. Um, that can actually help impact your visceral fat more than any type of other training or anything like that. Um, some of that is hereditary and some of it can be diet, but um, so sorry for the tangent there. That's okay. That's right. I, <laughs> but, I knew this was going to be a fit, fitness nerdy yes. type conversation. Yeah. That's this is stuff I love. Yes. yes. Um, so it was probably, I want to say it was probably 2014, 2015 powerlifting, eat big, lift big. Like that's, stuff you see and i got up to about 245 pounds okay so i'm 190 it, was that your strongest you've ever been um no i i started losing weight and the heaviest squat i ever squatted was 460 pounds at a body weight of 205 um so it was decent um so you were 245 once now you're 190 yeah obviously same height and everything yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. you're 44 um were you in good shape when you were 245? Oh, no. I was fat. <laughs> Straight up, like, borderline-looking pregnant fat. Like, not good. Um, and anything besides powerlifting, I was just miserable doing. Any any kind of... So you were still active, too, kind of like what I said with me. I was like... Yeah, I was still, lifting. I know I need to exercise, yeah. but for some reason, my, my eating is way out of control. Yeah. Lifting four days a week, you know heavy as I could man that can work up an appetite exactly if, if you just, lift a bunch of heavy weights you yeah. eat a bunch of food yep exactly and so then I just got I mean I get I got stronger but I also got a lot fatter how did you lose the weight it's been slow I mean honestly it's I started tracking macros I'm not even worried about losing weight just tracking trying to get around a gram of protein per day per body weight so right now I'm I haven't been tracking recently at all. I'm still like, it, like yesterday, like I knew it was going to be a busy day. Father-in-law brought donuts. So I had a big donut. I was like, it's fine. I'm going to be working. And then we had like four or five people. We wanted to get everybody lunch and they all wanted Taco Bell. So I was like, all right, well, I love chili cheese burritos, but I only get two. 
So that was all I had. And then last night, oh God, we were so bad. Appreciate the transparency. Yeah, man. yeah. I'm not, I'm not some holier than thou type person by any means. And then last night for dinner, we ate roosters. So I fully expected the scale this morning. I was like, ugh. I was sitting about 192 the other day because I was kind of bloated. I was at 189 this morning. Okay. You know, like. Do you weigh yourself every day? Every day. It's is just, that important? It's just data. Is that important? I think it is so that it isn't. For me, once I started doing that, it was no like, oh, God. It was like, oh, okay, I'm up. I had this, and now I'm bloated. Or today the scale was probably down because I probably dehydrated because I was sweating all day yesterday. So this bottle I have with me is 1,000 milligrams of hydration sodium stuff. You know, it's the liquid IV. I got two of them in my water bottle because I'm like, I'm probably dehydrated some, and we're going to go um, work on the gym, final clean, finish arranging everything um, because we just got most of it in there yesterday. So, yeah, I'm I'm a completely transparent person. I, if I'm doing bad at something, I'm going to be like, yeah, my nutrition has been trash lately. <laughs> you know, like I, if I'm eating bad, I know at least I try not to overeat the bad things. Like yesterday, like I had sure. a donut, two chili cheese burritos. It's yeah, all that, rel- it's all relative. You know yeah, yourself. Yeah. You yeah. know the, it from past history, and I do too, that I could – just get real carried away. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> and sure. eat a bunch. I know that sounds. This isn't a glamorous conversation, but but it, it's true. I can just sit yeah. there if I'm bored and hungry, and I can eat a bunch of some real bad food. Yeah, my new obsession, which it's literally an obsession, is the garlic stuff pizza at Papa John's. <laughs> that sounds good because the sauce they put on it is a garlic parmesan sauce that they don't. They used to put it on, I think, on like their deep dish pizzas or something. So they put that on top, and it's. It's amazing. So, <laughs> so there are things like that I enjoy. Anytime it's warm, I love ice cream. But I try to like if I have it, I'm like it's you know I try to keep it a reasonable bowl. Like things like that. I I just try to do things in moderation. You know, um, I like I said, I don't look at good or bad foods. I try to think of it as more nutrient dense type foods. Like I know the more foods that I eat that are high in protein. Or high in micronutrients like fruits and things, vegetables, things like that. They're going to make me feel better and perform better. Do you drink? <clears throat> no, I ha- I haven't drank in over two years now. Three, three. Is there a reason for that? You're recovering alcoholic? No, no. I would only drink about once or twice a year as it was. It, and now when we would drink, it would be at my birthday party and it would be 10 plus shots of tequila. So it, it was a party <laughs> when I partied. But um, so, yeah, I just I just haven't been drinking. I just, it just, eh. <laughs> I also haven't had a sip of alcohol in about two and a half years. Yeah. And it's not, you know, same thing. No, yeah. I, I wasn't drinking much at the time. Yeah. My wife and I made a decision. We're like, we don't really even like drinking. We drank once and we felt like shit the next day. Exactly. Like, what is, might as well not. Yeah. It's just the recovery time, like, especially at mid 40s, it's, it's not going to be a fast recovery. And I just never really loved the taste of it to begin with. So, okay kind of inconsequential for me to just not do it anymore but people you're not a teetotaler oh no no if i wanted to have it i would i just don't want it what if someone's coming into your gym and they're clearly doing a bunch of steroids i mean as long as they're not pushing them on anybody it's that's their it deal you know yeah yeah people using care. testosterone or steroids rfk jr is running for president he came out and publicly said yeah i think since 2016, maybe he's yeah. taken prescribed TRT. And yeah. He's doing great. Looks great. Feels yeah, feels great. great. Exactly. Yeah, I, 
I'm slightly annoyed that isn't covered under healthcare is preventative health. Ah, okay, because it is available. Yeah, it is available. And it doesn't appear there's a bunch of downside. And if yeah, and if a doctor is prescribing it to you because you have these symptoms that are associated with things like low testosterone, it's like you may be within an acceptable range, but you could still feel bad at an acceptable range and bringing it up on the higher end could help you feel better without consequences at the same time. So have you I, ever checked your testosterone? I did recently and it was like five fifteen. I don't even know. Is that good? That's average or I think the top end's around a thousand, so I'm kinda of like dead middle. I know they say as long as you're above I think it's three hundred ish or something, they're usually like, Oh, you're fine and I'm like, But are you though? If you're at the low end of normal, like mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, would there be a point in the future where maybe you would be open to being prescribed TRT? If if I could start it tomorrow and it wouldn't be a financial hit, I would because okay, appreciate like, the transparency. Well, yeah, because there's it. I don't compete hey. in sports where drug testing matters, and have, I'm not. Have you ever done TRT? No, no, I've never done anything. Okay, but you would. Oh, I, yes, for sure, for wow, sure. I appreciate the transparency. It's like, well, and it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm doing it because I want to be the best at this or that. It's like. I have some things that make me think that more testosterone might make me feel better. Sure. I have some symptoms, you know, so it's like. And there's also some quite a bit of evidence that says that it does actually help people. Yes. It doesn't appear there's a bunch of horrible downsides. Yeah. If, if you're doing it through like getting blood work done and stuff like that, like being responsible about it, then I don't, I don't, I, I mean, really anybody can do what they want, but you see upper level bodybuilders that are relatively young dying it may or may not be part of partially due to steroid use or abuse, but um, it's just one of those things that I think it's kind of taboo in this country, and we should probably like start doing more like active research on humans consuming it regularly. Because if you look at all the TRT stuff, it's obviously safe, or else there wouldn't be TRT clinics able to function because people would just quit going. Sure, they'd be dying and shit. Yeah, it, a yeah, lot exactly. of times the pro wrestlers or the bodybuilders who end up dying, if you look into it. They're also taking maybe a bunch of opiates or, yeah, or benzos be yeah. and just all sorts of an unhealthy lifestyle. And there lifestyle. are anabolics that are definitely very harsh on the system and you have to do things to counteract the side effects and things like that. So, yeah, obviously that type of stuff isn't overall what I'm in favor of. I'm like just like with training, like does it help you feel better, live a better life safely? Then what's the problem? You know, like, I don't know if it's because it would negate uh, some of Big Pharma's profits mm. if they didn't have people coming to them for these certain prescriptions. Like, I didn't, you know, like, there's so many things at this point that I don't, that don't make sense in a logical perspective. Um, that's being one of them. Like, yeah, like, I don't, I know people that take it and I'm like, cool. So if a local TRT clinic wants to step forward and sponsor the... <laughs> Sponsor DJ. Oh yeah, I I, I don't would, have a problem. You wouldn't with mind it. flying a flag for a clinic. It's what yeah for sure. Like the thing is, um, you know, I have health insurance and everything right now, but I'm trying to be responsible and think about everything. Like, okay, so my wife has a new job. It pays better. She likes it, but she's very busy, sure. working long hours right now. So it's like, oh, cool, you make more money. So if I make less money, well, that's not the way to think about it, though. Like, I don't, if I took a, if I quit my corporate job and just did this, it would be like a 90% pay cut right now. 
<laughs> you know, because I'm going to have maybe 10 people sign up right away. I could be wrong. You know, it could do really well, and a lot of people come out and are interested in May stuff. I know um, David at uh, Winchpin Performance, he's had um, – he does May stuff there at his clinic because he's, he's seen the value in it. He's had this guy, um, George Wiggins – who's 502 Steel Mace on Instagram, do some clinics there. He's another guy locally who does um, some mace training. He's been doing it, I think he said, for about five years. Um, and he has, like, a little mobile thing he uses. So, like, I don't want this to be, like, I don't want, I don't have this, like, competitive thing. Like, I can be the only person in the town doing mace stuff. It's, like, I, I want more people to do mace work because I think it's beneficial, so if, you know, I can plug other people that are doing it too that I know are that I'm trying to partner with anyway, then why not? You know, if it helps them, it you know, the, the rising tide raises all ships. That's kind of how I look at this stuff, you know. Um, originally, AJ and Holly and I had talked about possibly partnering up. I remember at one point that was the plan at Louisville Combat Academy. Yes, and um, they decided for their, their, for their business it was best to wait a year or so for that. And for me, when, when I was, when they, when AJ said that to me, you know, there was no hard feelings, but I could like, my reaction was to pull back and be like, oh, I can't wait a year, you know, like, so like, and it, and you know, and I still love AJ and Holly and I'm still going to train there with them because they're great people. Um, But when, you know, they decided that was the best for their business, then I had to make the decision I thought was best for me and what I wanted to pursue. So that's, that's why I went, decided to go out on my own because that was the original plan um, at the beginning of the year. Okay. Well, DJ, I appreciate you coming on the show, promoting Disrupt, which will have its grand opening next Saturday. Saturday, October 7th, this coming Saturday. Yep. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Yep. Um, And once again, the address of the gym, I know it's 40217, but let me read it off here. Disrupt Fitness underscore Kentucky is the Instagram. Yes. 1010 Clark's Lane. It's the rear unit, Louisville, Kentucky, 40217. Yep, that's correct. Once again, the class availability is five days a week. You have morning classes and evening classes right off the bat. Yep, and one Saturday morning class. 10 a.m. Saturday morning class. Correct. So from 6 to 7, there's a class. Then Monday through Friday. Yep, with a 7 to 8 a.m. open gym, because that's probably when I'll have to train. <laughs> okay. And then 5.30. You'll te- the, teach the class then, and then you'll then be train. Then train, and if people want to come in, just work out or whatever that day they can. Okay, and then in the evening also. Yep, 5.30 and 6.30 p.m., two classes. Okay, and if anyone is interested in, in contacting you, they can add you on Facebook, they can follow the Instagram. What would be the best way for someone to contact you? The Instagram? Yeah, the Instagram right now would be the best way for the gym itself, um, and then... We can go from there if they want to contact me through there. If they got questions, they want to just kind of ask about the mace, whatever. I'm I'm open to having conversations with people, giving them a little bit more insight if they didn't feel like they got enough. All right. Well, DJ, thank you very much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Of course, we will have another episode of the Kelly Patrick Show out soon. 